My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives. Because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, and let's explore how our family, our church, and our world needs us. Welcome to episode 29. Today we're going to have a little bit of a reality check. It's called The Struggle of the Empty Nest. I think it's important to talk about these hard places because, you know, at best, if we acknowledge it, we might find a solution. And at worst, at least as we talk about it, then we can learn to live with it. What do you find hard about the empty nest? We've been talking about the empty nest for the last couple of episodes. In 26, episode 26, we redefine the empty nest with some better words than empty. In episode 27, we talked about the responsibility of this place that we're in. And in episode 28, we talked about our opportunities, how this is a spot where our dreams that we've been carrying around maybe for years can actually come out. But there are parts of this that while all of that could be going on, while we could be living our dreams and fulfilling our responsibilities, that would still be hard. And it's okay, and we can talk about it and be honest. But first, here's a little bit more honesty. Um, there are things I actually I love about the empty nest. I know that's an unusual way to begin a conversation about the struggle. But before we talk about what's hard, let's also balance that out with it. Hey, some things are great. You know, when I talk about the opportunities in episode 28, a lot of those opportunities have time and space and energy to take flight because all of our time and space and energy isn't going into other things. There's less mess. There's less laundry. There's fewer groceries. There's fewer sports practices. Now that we're not taking nine people out to eat, my husband and I can go out to eat more often. There are things that are easier. All right, there, I said it. Um, and I'm not sorry. It's just a good part of this season of life. But there is also hard parts. And I don't think it denies Jesus' sovereignty or goodness to say that some of the places he puts us sting just a wee bit. I mean, it's true. There is nothing biblical that you can find that says Jesus just wants you to be happy. Nowhere does a verse say that. He puts his people in hard places, but he never leaves them while they're there. Revelation 21.4, which talks about when he comes back, when we are in the new heaven, that is a whole new place to be. At that point, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. We are living the former things right now. They have not 
passed away yet. Tears and pain and mourning and death are a part of what we walk through. And then we have Romans 8, 35 through 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Jesus who loved us. That's not much of an advertisement for the Christian life, but it sounds a little bit like the empty nest, particularly if when our birds flew off, they were mad at us or left in a huff. If you're one of those mamas, I'm so sorry. I know it is heart-wrenching and it can feel like tribulation. But all of us are also going through these hard things in this season of life. We're a lot of us in the same sandwich generation where we have older parents and kids that need things, or we're losing our parents. And there's all the heartbreak of that. So yeah, it can be hard in this season of life. And there's nothing scripturally that says that it's not gonna be. So here's some of the things that I particularly find difficult about the empty nest. Let me know if you identify with any of these. I find the empty nest lonely. You know, my life patterns for decades were built around my kids. Most of my good friends are moms of my kids' friends. And they're still my friends, but our paths don't cross very often anymore. We have to be very intentional about seeing each other. I don't see them at sports games or carpooling or just, you know, events. The time I see them are when one of our kids is getting married. And besides that, besides missing my friends, I miss my kids. They're a fun group of human beings, and it's lonely without them. So I find this loneliness a surprising part. And as an introvert, I'm surprised. I kind of was looking forward to more alone time, but I find there's only so much of that that I actually needed. Another thing that I find the empty nest is that it's too undirected, Life with kids meant that there was more to do and never enough time to do it. Now, I I mean, I still have so much to do. I can't get to the end of everything. But the constant needs of my kids no longer put fence posts on my life and, and give me these sections of time that are between this time and this time. I find myself wandering through the day doing a little here and a little there and not focusing. And I'm having to really, really work on that. I find the empty nest confusing. Should I take a class? Should I go back to school? Start a new exercise routine? What do I do with the time that I have now? I don't want to waste this. But not only what do I, should I do? What should I not do? What am I still responsible for? What can I give up? It's confusing. I find the empty nest self-absorbed. And by that, I don't mean that the nest is, but that I am. I can fall into that so easily. I went decades without remembering my own name. And now I'm very aware of myself. It's easy to justify my turn, my time, my needs first. But I don't really like that. It doesn't feel right. It's like wearing somebody else's clothes. I know it's not what Jesus wants me to do. So I've got to have his solution for that. And here is the greatest struggle and danger. I find that in the empty nest, I could easily become lazy. 
And if I don't keep my guard up all my days, I'll fall into sin now just as easily or easier than when I was younger. It just because the kids are gone doesn't mean I should now watch shows full of things that are sinful and that deny the Lord. What, I think that's not going to affect me. I only thought it would affect my kids. The greatest example of guarding ourselves to the end right now is the heart-wrenching story of this secret life of Ravi Zacharias. I wrote a blog about it that I'll put a link in the show notes because I had to get this out in words. I was so heartbroken. Like like for a couple of days, I just felt sick to my stomach about this sin that he was hiding in his life. And I think we need to take sin seriously even more now. It's not time to just throw our standards to the wind because we don't have kids that we have to be a good example for. Yes, we do. We still have, we have adult kids we need to be a good example for. We have people in our church. But more than that, we are accountable to the Lord. It matters. I look at Ravi's story, not to talk about how bad he is, but to make the point how easy it is to fall. I must take sin seriously. How easy to excuse it away and how easy to not guard ourselves in this season. How hard to stay the course. And that's what I want to do in these empty nesters. I want to stay the course. I want to finish well. In episode 27, I talked about the responsibilities of the empty nest, and they are real. But they can confuse me. What does the Lord want from me in these days and in this place specifically? I might be confused right now, but the Lord isn't. And I want to share some scripture now. These are some of the scriptural remedies for the problems. So for my confusion, 1 Corinthians 14, 13, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. So I can go to him every day and every moment that I need help. I might be lonely in these empty nest years, but I'm never alone. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. I might feel weak and not sure how to sustain living for Jesus in this season, but it doesn't rely on my own strength. And if I'm relying on my own strength, I will fall. But this is what Isaiah 46, 4 says, even to your old age, I am he and to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. I will carry and will save. We are never too old for God to care about, and we're never too old to not need to be carried. And then listen to this, Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If youths can get tired, then I shouldn't be surprised that I am tired as a non-youth, right? But I am not excluded from the idea about being renewed because the only prerequisite for being renewed in my strength is waiting on the Lord. That promise applies to us at whatever age or stage we are in. So yes, 
there are struggles in the empty nest. But the Lord meets us here. He gives us direction and assignments and the strength to go through with wherever He calls us to go. So let's follow Him and do whatever He has for us to do, even when it's hard, from our empty nest. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, SusanKMessias.com, to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Macias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet. 